Go ahead and turn it your copy of God's Word to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, that's where we'll be at this morning as we uh, spend a week looking at the past. The past. Uh, obviously, as a church celebrating 25 years of ministry is a, a time to rejoice and to see God's faithfulness and to uh, offer praise and honor and glory to Him. And it is encouraging to look at the past when we see God's faithfulness and all that God has done. Uh, my wife and I have had the privilege of being here at Maranatha for a little over 12 years now. And uh, prior to coming to Maranatha, when I saw that Maranatha was hiring uh, for a pastoral position, I had a conversation with Pastor Butch and, and was on the phone with him. I would say about an hour and a half to two hours we had a conversation on the phone. And it became pretty evident to me right away in our conversation that this was a place that I would desire to serve and be. Uh, I was very impressed as someone looking uh, for a ministry position that the church was a church-planting church. Uh, there was an emphasis placed on planting churches in the surrounding areas so that there would be a gospel presence in the presence of the Word of God and a Bible-believing ministry uh, all around the area. I was also encouraged and impressed to see how active the church was with missions worldwide, both locally, regionally, and across the globe. Uh, really spoke to my heart as someone who was desiring to minister and and to see God uh, working all around the world. And it also impressed me as a church that the leadership made it very clear that the authority uh, for we as followers of Christ is the Word of God. Uh, seeing the content of the preaching, uh, the messages, and all that would be shared was something extremely encouraging to me as I was looking for a church to minister in and to serve in. As Pastor Nathan shared earlier, uh, it's remarkable to me that in our 25-year history, we've been able to preach through the entirety of the New Testament, every chapter in the New Testament, and a good portion of the Old Testament. It's our desire to proclaim the truth of the Word of God. And so as we look back in the past... We, we see God's faithfulness. We see what God has done, uh, and we give him praise for that. As we look back, we see examples to follow, maybe some errors to avoid. We see things that God did in spite of our unfaithfulness, and then also things that God did in blessing when there was the presence of faithfulness in leadership. And, and we thank him. We praise him for his goodness, for his grace, and for all that God has done over the past 25 years. And I want to look at the passage this morning in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 because I think it's fitting as we consider and think about the past and how the past can best serve us as believers seeking to live for Christ in the present. And I think this passage is a great passage for some reminders. And so join with me in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. You can follow along as I read beginning in verse 1. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father, in the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in, in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example 
to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere so that we need not say anything. For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. This is an incredible chapter in a very short book, short letter of the New Testament in which Paul's writing and he is remembering these believers. Now I want to pick up in verse 2 as we look at some points I want to make this morning and I want us to see really what Paul is saying here as he begins this letter. He says, we give thanks to God always for you all, constantly mentioning you in our prayers. So Paul begins his, his salutation, if you will, of this letter by telling the believers there that he is constantly mentioning them in their prayers. Maybe you have people that you constantly are mentioning in your prayers. If you're a parent and you have a son or daughter that maybe is far from the Lord or does not know Christ as Savior, chances are he or she is probably always on your mind, always on your heart, always on the tip of your tongue and at the forefront of your mind that you're mentioning in your prayers consistently, constantly before the Lord. If you have a loved one or a family member that is sick or is facing extreme difficulty right now in their their health, chances are day and night, regularly, always, you're mentioning and holding them in prayer before the Lord. If something is heavy and weighing on you, a decision that has to be made or choices that have to be made, that they are weighing heavy on your heart, you're constantly petitioning the Lord and and bringing these things up to the Lord. We're familiar with this. Well, in an encouraging way, Paul is saying to the believers in Thessalonica, I am constantly giving thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers. And what is he mentioning? What is it that he is mentioning in his prayers constantly? Well, he says he's giving thanks, but he also says this, verse 3, Remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says that we're constantly giving thanks to God. We're constantly remembering you in our prayers. And what is it that we are remembering? We remember before our God and Father your work of faith, your labor of love, your steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul's giving thanks. And it brings me to a first point I want to make this morning. Remembering the past as believers serves as a reason for thanksgiving in the present. Remembering the past serves as a reason for thanksgiving in the present. See, that's what Paul is doing here as he pens this letter. He's remembering their work of faith, their labor of love, the steadfastness of hope that they have in Christ. And he says that is causing him to continually, at all times, give thanks to God for them. And I think as believers sometimes we are very quick to forget to remember how God in his faithfulness, in his working, God in his presence in the past should cause great thanksgiving for you and I in the present. If I were to take a moment this morning, and, and, and actually I'm going I'm to go ahead and do this. If I'm just going to take a moment now and I'm going to ask you right where you're at, if you can stand this morning and say, I give thanks to God for, what would you say? And I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Right where you're at. 
Today, I give thanks to God for what? Stand wherever you're at and go ahead and start and say that. Yeah, yeah, good. Salvation. Answered prayer. Other things that we give thanks to God for today, yeah. Amen, yeah, he's faithful. Grace. The unmerited favor of God. What else? For saving, yeah. I'm sorry. Unfailing love, yeah. Amen, yeah. Our God is unchanging. It's good. Keep going. Forgiveness of our sins. Everybody should have something to say. Eternal life. His mercy. Keep it coming. Companionship. His sovereignty. His goodness. Empty tomb. Amen. He's coming again. Do you know he's coming again? Amen. What else? His word. One more. Yeah. Children that love the Lord. Uh, we could spend quite a bit of time this morning just giving thanksgiving to God as we recall and remember who he is what he has done and his faithfulness. Remembering the past can serve as a great reason for thanksgiving in the present. We understand this. We understand this in our everyday lives. That's why we take pictures and put together photo albums. That's why we set up memorials. That's why we have memories that we recall. That's why we revisit the past to see a smile come to our faces, our faces of others, that we remember good things that have happened in our lives. And, and yet, how often do we do that when it comes to our relationship with the Lord? How often do we take time simply to remember the faithfulness of God, that we take time to recall all of the times in our lives that we've seen the faithfulness of God? How often do we take time to allow the the remembering of the past to serve as a reason for thanksgiving in the present because our God, as was mentioned, is unchanging, unfailing, that he is eternal, that he is always with us, and we can go on and on and on. And Paul is saying, we're giving thanks to God as we remember you and we remember your faith before God, your labor of love and steadfastness of hope in Christ. And I wonder this morning as a believer, because I believe there's a challenge there for us today, can the same be said of you and I? Would it be said of you and I that we would be remembered for our work of faith, our labor of love, our steadfastness of hope in Jesus Christ? As a church, we remember 25 years of God's faithfulness. We remember 25 years of God showing up. 25 years of God working 25 years of God using his word to transform hearts and lives. 25 years of God showing again and again and again that he is faithful and that he is God. And that gives us tremendous reason in the present to give thanks to him. 
I want to encourage you even today, even when you leave this place, this week as you go throughout your week, that you would take the time simply to be alone with God and to recount in your mind the faithfulness of God in your life over the past however many years that you've known him. That you would allow remembering what God has done and who God is and how God has worked and how God has shown up in your life as a catalyst for you to be able to offer thanksgiving to him in the present. Because sometimes we can be too quick to forget. And it's good to revisit and to remember. Paul is is saying this about the life of these believers in Thessalonica. And as a church, as we think back, that every salvation, every baptism, every life changed, every missions trip, every missions work, every family that's been helped, every marriage that's been restored, every church that's been planted, every ministry started and supported, every child that's been saved, every heart and mind that has been transformed is because of the mercy and grace and faithfulness of our great God. And so we give him the glory and give him the honor for that, remembering the past and giving thanksgiving in the present. Secondly, I think we can see in the passage this morning that remembering the past serves as an example for our living in the present. Paul's going to go on after mentioning that he's giving thanks to these believers for their steadfastness of hope in Christ, their labor of love, their work of faith. He goes on to tell them that he is also going to uh, demonstrate to them this understanding that they were following the example that Paul and others had set for them. And he was, he was encouraging them in that regard, and he encouraged them in how the example that Paul and others set for them is something that impacted them in the present. Look at verse 4. We know, brothers loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake, and you became imitators of us. And of the Lord. Let's stop right there. Remembering the past can serve as an example for our living in the present. Paul and others would serve as examples for these believers to follow. And what's interesting is Paul's going to highlight the absolute priority of God's word and the gospel that came to them as that which transformed their lives. But Paul, in those that he would be mentioning here that had this impact, he says, you know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake. Paul was saying, listen, we were living among you in modeling Christ, in living out the gospel, in proclaiming the gospel in word and in our living for your sake. And he goes on to say in verse 6 that these believers then in return, they would become imitators of them and of the Lord. You see, that example, the past example that Paul would set for them and others would set for them as faithful believers became that example for these believers in living in the present. And it would have a dramatic impact. You know, the same is true as we celebrate together what God has done and we look back There is so much that could be learned. There's so much that could serve as examples for us to follow as we've seen God's faithfulness. And again, a challenge for every one of us as believers today is that how we are serving today. Is the life that we are living this day serving as an example for others to follow in the present and in the future? What kind of impact is being made? By our lives. If you're a believer in Christ, let me ask you, who are you serving today? What's your opinion and response to the word of God? Because Paul tells them in this passage in verses 4 and 5 
that the gospel that came to them in word also came in power and in Holy Spirit with full conviction. In other words, that which they received from them, the word and the gospel was not something that they just looked at as a suggestion. It wasn't something that they just looked at as the words of men. He's going to go on in chapter 2, verse 13, and he's going to mention that they received the word of God as it was in truth, not the words of men, but the word of God. See, there's an example that's been set here, and it serves as a reminder for living in the present. Paul says, we came to you with the gospel of Christ in great power. You received it, you recognized it, and now you, in turn, are imitating us as we were imitating Christ. And I can't tell you how many times as a parent I find myself saying or doing things exactly as my dad said or did them. And it's kind of scary. Like, you ever see the, I think it's a progressive commercial where they talk about, like, getting insurance or buying a house or whatever, and they're like, you're turning into your dad. Or I, I, I mean, I butchered that. But you know what I'm talking about. There's a, a commercial where the people are saying certain things and dressing a certain way, like the, the ball cap's on. But like, all right, slugger. Like, saying things that the parents used to say. I find myself doing that all the time, especially when the kids are in trouble. Like, if they're in trouble and I'm like, talking to them sternly about something, I'm like, I sound just like my dad right now. And it's kind of scary, like, when some of that happens. But why? Because there was an example set that I looked to and that I embraced and that I followed after, and now that is being passed on, right, to my children. And I'm setting that example in tone for them. And it will hopefully set in turn an example for those that come and for others. That's what Paul's saying here about the example that he and others have left for the believer in, in the past that is having an impact on them in the present. It's an example to follow. It's this process that we see playing out in the life of the believer. I remember in Bible college, one of our professors would say that as a follower of Christ, as pastors desiring to serve, our responsibility is to be reproducing reproducers when it comes to the church. And what he was saying is that it is our responsibility to be reproducing what someone else has shown us in the word of God and truth so that they in turn can have that same impact and reproduce that in someone else that will then continue that in others. There's this process by which we are proclaiming the gospel and seeing lives transform and we're modeling Christ in hopes that they would follow us as we follow Christ, ultimately following Jesus, keeping their eyes fixed on Christ, and then they in turn would do that for others and then others would follow that example. And remembering the examples of the past, can serve as a great challenge and example for living in the present. Now, certainly there are things that will change. And change can be good. And certainly the exterior things and the methodologies and the way that we carry about doing certain things will look different presently than they looked in the past. And the past can serve as an example to follow, but they can also serve as problems to avoid, as learning tools for what not to do and for that which we should do. But let us not be so quick to dismiss it, but to allow it to serve as an example and as a catalyst for our growth in Christ, even in the present. Paul served an example for these believers. They then in turn would follow, and now they were serving as examples for other believers to follow as well. Number three, remembering the past serves as motivation for growth in the present. Verses six to eight, look what he says. You became imitators of us, 
and of the Lord, you received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere, so that we need not say anything. Now, I I find this remarkable, because follow the progression here. Follow the progression as it relates to the understanding of the example that Paul and others would set in the past, serving then as motivation for growth in the present in the life of these believers. Look at the the progression. Paul tells them we're giving thanks to God for you. This is where he begins, right over here, right? He begins over here saying, hey, we're giving thanks to God continually for you because you, to summarize, have been faithful to God. We're giving thanks because you received God's word into your life. The gospel has changed you and you have been faithful. We're giving thanks to God because you saw our example and and, and that we were imitating Christ and now you're imitating us. You're imitating us and the message of the gospel that we've preached to you and we proclaimed to you and we lived out, you've received it, you've welcomed it, and you've put it into practice in your life. And now, he says in these verses, you are now the example for others to follow. We gave you our example. You received the gospel. You received the word. You're following our example. It's transformed your life. And now you are that example for others. And he goes on to say, you're so much that example for others in living this out in your life that the word of God has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but it says everywhere. (laughs) The word of God has sounded forth from you. He says everywhere. Your faith in God has gone forth everywhere so that we, all right, let's look back at this. Your faith has gone out everywhere. You're serving as an example so that we, all the way over here, the ones that initially came to them, that proclaimed the word of God, proclaimed the gospel, that set the example, that they then imitated, that now they're the example, so that we, all the way over here, we don't even need to say anything any longer because you're doing it. You're doing it. Friends, that's an amazing, incredible picture of God's desire for the believer in the body of Christ from start to finish that there is a recognition of Christ as Savior he's transformed our lives we take the message of the gospel and we proclaim it to others and we set the tone set the example of faithfulness in Christ and then someone receives the word of God the gospel God transforms their heart and their life they in turn become imitators of that they they in turn are following and are faithful and they now are serving as that example proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ impacting others so that those that began it there's not even a need for them to continue doing it because it's being done That's faithfulness. That's what God does with his word. That's what God does with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And today, just as true today as it was then, the gospel transforms and changes lives. Just as true today as it was on the day of Pentecost when Peter proclaimed the gospel of Christ and thousands came and believed it's true today that God transforms lives through his word. And the word of God is just as powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword today as it was then. There's power in the word of God and God will use his word. He's faithful today even as he was then. And remembering the past can serve as a great motivation for growth in the present. I don't want us to miss something. Jump to chapter 2 and verse 13. I mentioned this verse earlier but I want to highlight it because I think it's so good and so important. Look at verse 13 of chapter 2. 
Paul says, we thank God constantly for this, that when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God. Stop right there and just look up here for a minute, because this is what Paul is is mentioning about these believers. Here's what he's saying to them. He's saying, listen, we thank God constantly because you received the word of God from us, but this is what he says, that when you received the word of God that you heard from us, You accepted it not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God. And I want to ask us this morning as a church, as believers in Christ, how do we truly view this authoritative book? As the mere words of men, or as it is in truth, the word of God? Of God. Because how we answer that question has a tremendous impact on how we live our lives. Because that means what I think doesn't really matter, but what God says does. And where my emotions or feelings or personal opinions differ from what God's word says, God must win. Because this is not the words of men, it is the word of God. But don't miss how he closes verse 13. Look what he says, which is at work in you believers. Which is at work in you believers. And this is what I just love about this, is that the past serves as motivation for growth in the present. This word of God, that past tense you've received, that past tense you've recognized as is in truth the word of God, that past tense has transformed your lives that he's talked about all the way up to this point. Present tense is actively working in you who believe. I hope it can be said of your life and my life that God's word which has transformed us is still actively at work in you who believe. Because it is the living active, powerful, eternal word of God. Is this how we view the word of God? You see, remembering the past serves as motivation for growth in the present. We understand this, we see this play out in our lives. As a church, we've seen God work in the past. We've seen him working in the present. We know that obedience brings blessing. We know that God is faithful. We know that the Lord uses his word. We've seen lives transformed and we've seen God do literally the impossible in spite of us. We know he does that and our desire is to see him do that again and again and again. He's faithful. And that should cause us in the present to be motivated to serve him because I hope you, like me, desire to see God continue to do the impossible. And he will. And he will. And then fourth, remembering the past serves as a reminder of our journey to the present. Look at verses 9 and 10. He says, They themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. And to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath that is to come. I I read these two verses and I think, remembering the past service is a reminder of our journey to the present. Do not forget from where it is that God has brought you as a follower of Christ today. 
Paul says about these believers, you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Whether we realize it or not, that is the testimony of every person in this room that has a relationship with Jesus Christ. That we, only through the power of God and the grace of God and the leading and presence of God, have turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. That is your testimony if you know Christ today. Because God's word is very clear. Every one of us were lost and dead in our sin. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and every one of us was deserving of the wrath of God. Punishment for our sin. And it serves to be helpful this morning to remember that hell is real. That the wrath of God is real. That our God is holy. That our God is just. That there was payment that was absolutely essential and necessary for sin. And that Jesus Christ has taken upon himself that work. And that it is only through Jesus Christ that one can be forgiven and saved. This is the testimony of every believer that we have turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God only through the work that God has done in our lives. And sometimes it's good to remember the past as a reminder of our journey to the present, to remember the work that has been accomplished through Jesus Christ. If you know Christ as Savior today, you are part of the family of God. You've been made alive. You are no longer dead And so it is far past time that we quit living as those that are dead and live as those that are alive. It's important to be reminded that you serve the one true living God who is in control of all things, who has all power and authority. That's the God that we serve. And so it's far past time that we quit acting as though we serve a weak God. Because our God is not weak. There's no one like him. And we need to remember. Remember the work that God has done in our lives. The journey that has brought us to the point that we are in to the present. Paul is is setting a a tone of thanksgiving in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. He's setting a tone of thanksgiving before God for the faithfulness of these believers that received the word of God, that transformed their lives, that followed their example, and now following that, they are serving as the example to follow. Might that be true of every one of us? Might that be true of our church over the next 25 years? That we would be found faithful to the word of God and to the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we would serve him faithfully, and that in return, 25 years from now, others would be able to follow that example in proclaiming the gospel and serving Christ as well. Might that be true of our lives as believers today? Let us be faithful to our ever faithful God for his glory. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the way that you have transformed our lives. God, truly, you have turned every one of us that know Christ as Savior from those that have worshipped idols, false gods, ourselves. You have transformed us from those that were walking in darkness to those that are now in the light. Thank you for new life in Jesus Christ. Thank you for your faithfulness in the past, your presence with us right now, and God, your promises that you will never leave us or forsake us and you will forever be faithful to us. I pray that you would stir within every one of us 
to be obedient to the authority of the word of God in our lives, that we would take the examples that have been set, the message of the gospel that we've received, and we in turn would live that out to serve as examples for others to follow so that you're glorified. Help us to be the most thankful people that anyone comes in contact with, even this week. Because God, there are so many things to be thankful for in you. We love you. We praise you this morning. In Christ's name, amen.